Hey, sweet souls. How are you? This is Andrew. And I'm Elena. And welcome to our podcast today. We are so, so excited to speak to you about today's podcast. How are you feeling? Super passionate about today's topic. I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you. So excited to be having this conversation. A little nervous to be having this conversation in front of everybody, to be honest. Today's topic is about relationships and for me, the impact of relationships on my life, even starting to even where I am now has taken a huge, huge, huge impact. Yeah. Huge growth. Been growth, quite a change. Change. Yeah. And and although change is good, it's freaking scary sometimes. It is. It is. So super excited to talk super about excited. this today. Well, before we start, let's take a moment to check in with ourselves, take a deep breath. Yeah. I want to remind you that nowhere, no, no matter where you are, no matter where you find yourself, you're safe, that all is well, and everything is helping, everything is happening to the betterment of your being. And um, it's a beautiful thing that we're able to talk about the evolution of relationships. So obviously, I have my philosophy on relationships, as we discussed in our last uh, episodes. Uh, what's your thought on on relationships? So... I think relationships in general, for me, I know a large part of my relationships early on before I really became able to love myself and really show up for myself was really based on conditioning of what I thought those relationships should look like. Yeah. Yeah. Now what's now break it down for the people. What's conditioning? So conditioning is like what we were taught. Okay. Our beliefs should be. Okay. Not our authentic beliefs based on what you feel an honor within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like a very good, easy example is when I got married, I thought that the wife role was to cook, clean, take care of kids and have sex with my husband. Right. That was my like, man, if I did all that, I'm great. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I am like, man, the best wife. Exactly. And you know, to some, you're waiting for a Grammy. Well, I think, yes. And I think for some girl in the way you would cook in the way you would cook those cakes, you deserved one, man, those cheesecakes, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. I mean, Martha Stewart on wheels. Yes, literally. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then, you know what the other, the other side to that is, is without the funding or the assistance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was funded, but not by who you thought it was. Exactly. Um, The other, the upside, the downside to that is like, then because you don't fulfill, feel fulfilled in those relationships, you then feel guilt. Mm -hmm. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm like, I remember like, wait a minute. I like the whole, even like, if you look at when we're little kids, right. The the people push on you. So, and this is again, part of conditioning. There's like family conditioning, society conditioning, so many aspects of conditioning that we're told like, Oh, you go to college, you get married, you have kids. And it's like, that's your happiness. Mm-hmm. According to who? Mm-hmm. Cause I had that life and I was not happy. Yeah. 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 So the conditioning, a, a, another way to help people understanding is literally the programming of the mind. Right. It's literally the software that has been installed or downloaded into one's mind to your point since childhood. And we begin to believe someone else's belief. Right. And I'm a firm believer that we have internal guidance 
what I call the internal GPS. And every time we deviate from that, that's where we suffer. And that's where we create anxiety, depression, right. uh, sickness, et cetera. So that's another subject, but for this one, so the programming is the conditioning and the conditioning is the, you know, interesting enough, Don Miguel Ruiz calls it domestication of, yes, the that's another beautiful way to hear Which it. I'm the like, four wow. agreements. Yes. The four agreements. He yeah. calls it the, the domestication the of the human. Yeah. Think about it. And he even says in the book, that which was referred by you that we literally are domesticated just like our dogs so and cats are our animals crazy think and about you, that and if you think about that like even from the time that you find Ooh. out right you know like oh you're a boy like okay what do we got blue green that's mm-hmm. it blue green. this is where you have to go right. shop this is Yellow, the aisle right. you don't deviate right. from this right. area and girls we got the pinks we got the and it's like who said that yeah yeah. who said that yeah so so let's break it down for the people so in essence what i hear you saying which i totally agree with is the fact that in any part of your life okay meaning relationships with self relationships with your spouse relationships with your work relationships with your even your boss relationships right. with your parents relationship with your spouse etc you one could question every single point of conditioning and each area of our lives of course right i i listen i challenge everyone to do exactly that exactly so you talked about your when you got married what you believe the programming was right. where did you get that from where did you I learn got that, that from first and foremost from my family setting so i, mm. I talked about this before my my father's family's middle eastern the culture is very very traditional mm-hmm. where the the man the male works traditional bullshit right well <laughs> the male works the woman stays home and that's what i saw i yeah. saw the woman cook i saw the woman clean and i mean i remember my grandmother like preparing for dinner like at 11 o'clock in the yeah. morning because that's how extravagant this stuff was, yeah. you know? And it was like, you got to prepare and you got to do all these things and you, you do the laundry and you know, men don't do that. And you know what it also taught me what? that the expectation from a spouse or a partner literally is just that, right? Like, Oh, mm. your husband or, you know, I'm using husband because I am partner. heterosexual. Yeah. So I'm attracted to men. So I'm using male, but obviously whatever sex Knowing you more. are, you, you, you apply that to you, exactly. but it was really that, like, if your husband works and pays the bills, what else do you want from him? Yeah. yeah. Which, which, which I think it's so important for us to break out here. We're not questioning if that makes someone happy right. and if they want to live that life. Right. We're oh. specifically talking to those people such as yourselves that you thought you had no other choice, but to fulfill those obligations. And when you actualize that reality, meaning you had the children, you had the husband, you had the money, you had the house, you were still empty and not happy. Right. That is what we're specifically talking to. So if you're happy and you're sitting at home and you, and you love making those cheesecakes and that's literally bringing your life purpose and meaning, um, good for you. Good. When we, when we send you nothing but love and light, exactly. and obviously we're not specific, but we're talking about those specific areas in our life that we are subconsciously running on a program, which the conscious is what we think out of in order to decide where we're going to dinner. The subconscious is literally the movie or the programming that's telling us what to do without us realizing really the decisions we're making for our own uh, livelihood or for our own sanity. Right. And I'm also, I think it's really important to say, like, I want to be married again. I'm going to be married again. Yeah. You know, I, I may or may not have more children. Um, I'm not saying you need to live a certain lifestyle to achieve happiness. What I am saying is in order to 
achieve that happiness, it has to, your wants and your needs have to come from that authentic place, not based on anyone else's thoughts of who you should be or how you should be, but on your own, check in with yourself. And am I, am I, excuse me, are my decisions and are my relationships a reflection of what I truly desire or are they what I think they should be or who I portray them to be. Cause that's the, I mean, with social media and Instagram and all this kind of stuff, I mean, you could portray basically whoever it is you want to be. Yeah. And a beautiful exercise that we talked about earlier was I would encourage anyone listening that if you're trying to do this work and you're trying to figure out how to make, how to enjoy your life at a deeper, meaningful way, I would encourage you to ask yourself, what belief, what conditioning am I operating from And how is that serving me? Right. Because I think that's where the key to unlock your future and happiness lies. Right. Meaning if you ask yourself, I believe that I have to be a father, husband, and make seven dishes a day. And if that's bringing you peace and fulfillment and joy, then continue to do it. We want to question those beliefs and the programming that are not bringing us peace and joy. Right. And those are the ones that are honestly worth us looking at because more than likely we never even freaking agreed to them. Right. They were subconsciously taught to us since the time we were born. Right. And we use the example of a spouse, but I mean, as you mentioned earlier, there's so many relationships. If you think about your work relationship, how many people we both are, we're in corporate America and it's like, how many people do we meet that are literally shadows or versions of themselves because they need to fulfill what they feel is their only way to, to get financial means, Mm -hmm. but it's like, they're not even passionate about what they're doing. Yeah. 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 Well, we spoke relationship. Yeah. We spoke, we spoke about that in the second episode, I believe where this all, a lot of this work came from the place of me asking myself, if time and money was not a restraint, what would I be doing? And I realized that I was not living my life to my design. And secondly, The fact that if I only had three days left, I would be upset as hell because I have not been living to my purpose. So to your point, it's a beautiful place in order for us to get to where, as Abraham says, we realize what we don't want. Excuse me. We realize what we do want by knowing what we don't want. And, you know, unfortunately, if we never get to a place of questioning, why am I sad? Why am I doing this? To your point, I had it when I switched within my same organization here at work, I realized, oh, man, you have to accept responsibility. You're the one that's been answering emails and text messages from your supervisor at 11 o'clock at night. And they're only continuing that because you allowed it. So I realized that I had to place a new boundary. I realized I had to check in with myself, et cetera. So that's a beautiful example. And I think it's also a great reminder that it isn't all or any nothing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You're allowed to keep your relationships. I'm not saying, hey, divorce your husbands tomorrow. Yes. No, don't do that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, unless you truly feel that's what you need to do. Yep. But what I am saying is, is empower yourself to set boundaries in your relationship. Yeah. yeah. Any relationship, that's such a beautiful set point. boundaries. Yeah, yeah. You know, know, one of the decisions I had to make in my relationship with my wife is I had to realize, listen, I love this lady with all my heart, but I will never, never lose myself at the attune of someone else. Exactly. And I think we have to get to a place. And again, guys, I say it with all the love that I could ever generate in my heart. It's nothing personal. I don't believe 
the people that taught us these conditions, they literally consciously knew what they were doing. They literally did it. They literally did the best they no, could. They were taught them the same way that they taught us. Correct. But as Don says in the four agreements, and as many other spiritual leaders say, it's agreements that we have agreed to. Right. Even if as a child. You and secondly, them. at what point? Right. And yeah, maybe that's what it is. So he we accepted accept it. Them. Yeah. And I would add furthermore, as an adult, when we become aware of it, now we are consciously continuing right. to uh, behave in that same conditioning. Right. And one of the things I've had to forgive myself for is that hurt really bad because you realize you do the same thing to yourself that what your abusers hurt? did. What hurt? The conditioning. Realizing that. That you were conditioned. That I was conditioned. Yeah. And I hurt myself out of that. And by hurting myself, I hurt others. And by hurting others, I hurt myself. And then how do you, how do you navigate the responsibility of who taught you that conditioning? Ooh, girl, well, that's a good subject. So let's break it down. <laughs> so the first thing is the evolution of all relationships, right? The second thing, the second point that we're talking about here is identifying like, oh shit, I have a mind, I have a conditioning. Right. And just like none of us are operating on Windows 98, at least in the physical world, some of us mentally are, and that's okay. Right. And realizing that we have subconscious beliefs in every area of our lives. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. step or, 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 or principle number four for this episode, as you're asking is, how do we deal with that shame, guilt, and responsibility? Right? And I would also ask, what is the fear hmm. if I go against this condition? Because yeah. I know for me, when I was hit with the fact that I didn't, eat, first of all, I personally didn't even agree with what I was conditioned exactly. to. Consciously, to you didn't. Right. Subconsciously. Once I was able to say, and articulate like, oh my God, I'm operating from a place of these beliefs that I don't even believe yeah. in. Then the fear snuck into me that was like, well, if I start to express who I am, if I start to really open up and start to discover and explore who I am, who would love me? Mm. Who, who would love me that was so conditioned to these beliefs that our relationships evolved, lived around, breathed. They, they lived from these conditions. Yeah. Cause for me, what I noticed is it wasn't just one singular relationship in my life that was toxic. Mm -hmm. It was multiple relationships. Yeah. That dysfunction ran so deep. And I'm talking relationship with my ex-husband relationship with friends, relationship with cousins, relationship with aunts, with whoever it was, there was a lack of boundaries. There was total dysfunction. There was a meshment. And then it was like, okay, when I was in that place of realization, it was like, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean I have to leave all these people behind? Mm-hmm. And in true transparency, I did. That yeah. was my journey. I'm yeah. not suggesting that that's anyone else's because everybody has their own journey. For sure. But for me, it meant leaving people behind. Yeah. I shouldn't even say leaving people behind because that implies that I moved somewhere they did it. And that is that I also struggled for a long time with so much guilt because I mm. thought, well, how do you love somebody so much 
and then leave them behind. Yeah. The truth is you're not leaving them behind. You're choosing yourself. That's right. Choosing to love yourself first. Exactly. First, first. Exactly. And we shouldn't feel, I mean, I empower you to feel powerful about choosing yourself. Yeah. There is no one but you. That's right. And we shouldn't. There's only one person you have to live with your entire life. Exactly. And that's yourself. Exactly. And and I think, and I, what I think is what, what I think is so incredibly interesting is the fact that we have evolved so much as a culture and technology and fashion and all the things that we are able to obtain physically. But we, we're starting to realize at a greater extent that when you're empty, you literally can't give shit. Of course. When you're running dry, how are you supposed to give to anyone else when you're not giving to yourself? But we've been conditioned. We've been led to believe that if you give to yourself first, that's selfishness. Exactly. If you give to yourself first, you are conceited. If you, and honestly, to this point, even if you give to yourself first, if you care about yourself first and foremost, you're narcissistic. Right. And let me tell you something. I had to get to a point in my life where I said, Andrew, which, which I just want to say, narcissism does exist. It does. We're not saying that. It does. Yeah. The point I was trying to reference is that they're trying to tie that into self-love right. and you putting yourself first. Right. No, narcissism is number one. It's a very weak or, or, or non-existent point of, a point of self-identity, um, number mm-hmm. one. That's not what we're talking about. We know who we are, number one, in ourselves, number two, in our creator. Number three is you send everybody else off with love. Exactly. Hey, listen, you know. I appreciate and I respect that that's how you choose to do things, but I have to honor that this is not how I wish to do. And maybe it's just today. Maybe it's next week. Maybe it's forever. Right. And that's okay. Right. But going back to subject here, I don't think we really realize how much we're operating out of conditional beliefs. And the only way to really work through that, at least from my experience, is saying to your point, what am I really scared of? Well, you know what I just got? What? Is it? Is it challenging for us to accept that we were conditioned to believe and live a certain way? Because that means those that loved us is a challenging part. I don't want to say hold responsible, but is the challenging part then dealing with that? Right. Because you love those people. But Mm -hmm. is it is that really the challenge? Accepting that those that were supposed to love us, those that were supposed to protect us are really the ones that hurt us. Exactly. Is that it's it's almost as if in a Disney movie, the hero literally becomes the villain. Right. Because you're literally born into this physical flesh where you literally need survival in order to survive here. You're dependent upon. Excuse me. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're dependent on survival in order to sustain life here. Right. Meaning you need some type of nutrition. You need some type of housing. You need some type of care, share, maybe not physical, et cetera, but you need some of that. So I think it's very interesting how we get to a place where it's. Again, 
we've honored the outside, but we haven't honored the inside. Right. And it's because of conditional. Because again, to our point earlier, you have so- social conditioning, you have fam- family conditioning, you have even sometimes generational conditioning, things that come down the lineage, things that come down. So you got a lot of different type of conditioning. But one of the things I wanted to uh, give, a, give a tip that has helped me a lot is if I loved myself, I would. And that normally tells you where the disconnect between your belief of your authentic self and your disconnection is. So give us an example. So an example would be some people might like this. Some people won't because I've struggled with weight my entire life is, which is only a symptom of a problem, but that's okay. The point is, is if I like us, by the way, exactly. (laughs) If I loved myself, someone that loved themselves truly would say in this moment, I know I'm supposed to go to the gym at 9 a.m. And I know the benefits of that. I would get up and get my ass in the gym because somebody that loved themselves wouldn't do that. Okay. Now maybe I need to honor the fact that someone that did not love themselves. Correct. So example, because you asked for an example. So Mm -hmm. if you feel in a place where you don't feel that authentic love within, that is one way to coach yourself to, again, is not, is not to create Hercules overnight. Because that's never going to happen. What we want to become aware of, which is called mindfulness. We want to become aware of the stories that we've been telling ourselves subconsciously that believe it or not, folks, and we're going to accept it as culture and as a collective, they hold more restraint and captivity over us versus, uh, excuse me, rather than we really, really even know. Meaning... Our subconscious is really running our mind. So what is our subconscious telling us in that moment? Don't go to the gym because you're never going to change. You're not good enough. Maybe if you were told you were fat, you need to slim down when you were smaller. Um, I don't, I'm subconsciously resenting that. So again, we can learn if I love myself, I would go to the gym. And why am I not going to the gym? Well, goddamn, I, I don't feel that I'm worthy to take care of myself. And I had to come to the conclusion, Elena, where I would wake up at 4 a.m. to work for someone else, but I wouldn't even take five minutes to pray, meditate, or even go to the gym. Yeah. I was 350 pounds and they were happy to send me on an airplane and I was never happy to take myself to fulfillment or wholeness. Wow. So again, it's that subconscious belief that we have. If I love myself, I really want to become a doctor. Ever since I was a kid, I really wanted to pursue that degree. Is this a real dream? No. Okay. Another example. <laughs> Don't want to become a doctor. Listen, he would be, we, he be surprised, be a doctor. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So it, again, what is that? Wow. I realized that somebody once told me that I would never amount to anything. Uh-huh. And that's what subconsciously is you holding know, me told back. Me that one time, a teacher actually. You see? A teacher. And how did, and how, okay, I think beautiful. I was in seventh grade and a teacher told me that the most I would, I mean, I, I can't make this stuff up that the most I would ever be was to lay on my back. I swear to, <laughs> I think I pissed wow, her so off because I was, I've always been a very passionate, passionate person. And wow. I think she just could not handle me and tried to embarrass me. Well, that did not embarrass me because I'm also very, very quick with it. And so I had a lot to say back to her, Exactly. but the, but the bulk of it, I mean, you're in seventh grade. What are you like 14? Crazy. I think the the biggest thing that I told her was, Hey, listen, I think that's what you did with your life, but I'm going to be somebody. Mm, wow. Like I'm, I, I'm never going to be that person that does that. Yeah. And I literally have never been 
that person that's just like, I'm just going to lay here and let, you know, do whatever. Now, when she told you that, do you feel that that um, bled into you at all? Do you feel that became any any part of your conditioning? No, not that because I didn't respect that person. Yeah. Right. Like, mm. I think it's different when you hold value yes. and you place value on someone. For example, it's something interesting you say because I was just thinking. That, yeah, yeah, something like my let's say my mom, something my mom would tell me would hold a lot more value. And like as Don, I love that book, mm. The Four Agreements. If you have not read it, it changed my life. But as Don Miguel Ruiz says, when someone tells you something and you agree to it, you then accept it. So in that, that's a very good example. Now, what does he mean by agree? agree? Meaning you you accept that as your reality. Okay. So if someone like this teacher told me you're going to just lay on your back and that'll be your biggest accomplishment in life. Had I agreed to that, that would have influenced and shaped my life choices to be just that. Do you have to consciously agree to something? No, exactly. No. And I think that's the biggest disconnect is that we, unless when you're not fully present in yourself, you really don't even know what you're accepting. Mm -hmm. That's like what you were speaking about when you get into this robotic sort of just, I'm just a, a operating system of my day-to-day -day routine, but I don't get into really my feelings and, and really be present for myself. That's right. That's right. And so and and a, and a really good thing, not a really good, it's not good, but when you've been told something over and over, I'm going to use Don Miguel's again, but he says when in his book, he says, if you just happen to pass somebody in the street and they call you like, hey, stupid, and you respond to that and that makes you angry, it's probably because all That's your life you were told you were stupid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And somewhere, maybe that man in the street, you don't know him. So that didn't. That didn't agree with you, but maybe your father called you stupid your whole life. Yeah. And so that really triggered the agreement and the acceptance that you made with your father by your father telling you you were stupid, which actually I don't even know why I use that because my father used to call us stupid all the time, actually. Yes. That was literally his way of speaking there to us. Know. No, he would always say, are you stupid? Yeah. Mm. Like if we did something that he didn't agree with, it was always like, are you stupid? And then they would gaslight you by right. saying... Why are you calling me stupid? And then yeah. they would say, I never called you stupid. I'm asking you a question, you yeah. which is gaslighting, by the yeah. way, because we understand what the, in, uh, we understand what the, what message you're trying to send you symbolically, which right. is you are stupid because you just did what you did. Right. And listen, I'm the first person to say at this table, I've done that with my kids yeah. and I've had to ask for forgiveness because again, that is the conditioning. You continue what you know until you know to do better. And when you know better, you become better and yeah. you do better. And because you are better, now you can give better. Yeah. That's just sure. the evolution of the circle. So again, if you find yourself in a place where perhaps throughout this podcast, throughout this episode, you're hearing or you're thinking, oh man, that's me. Even if you've had to pause it and you've had to take a deep breath, we get it. It's yeah. a lot. It even happens. I mean, it, it happens almost, I want to say every day, but it happens often where we have to, or I have to take a deep breath and remind ourselves who we are. Mm -hmm. And that's such a beautiful point that Elena brought up because I literally was thinking prior to her saying that is the reason why we accept some agreements and we don't accept others is for the mere fact that we idolize or we, um, what's another word? We give power to certain people right. and we don't. Right. And 
you know, I was called stupid and I would never amount to anything my entire, entire childhood. Right. Teacher after teacher, counselor after counselor, people after people. And obviously you see, you know, two successful people and obviously we know it's wrong. And it's such a beautiful goddamn fucking reminder. And what is stupid even that these people like, outside of us literally have no authority right. over us. Right. If they can tell you that you can't be purple and you decide to be purple by painting right. your body, you're going to figure out a way to do that. The yeah. question is, again, let's go back to questioning the beliefs. What am I thinking? Am I okay? How is this serving me? How is this making my life any better? How is this serving? Because remember, if you're making your life better, then you're impacting those around you. Right. And if you're staying stagnant, I'm right. sorry, but everybody else is standing in the mud with you. Right. That being right. said, how is this showing up today? Right. And all I can encourage everyone listening is give yourself so much grace, peace, and compassion. I want to remind you, it's not your fault. I remind you that just like somebody told you how to write, excuse me, just like somebody taught you how to write a book, excuse me, a bicycle. Someone did teach you to read a book. Well, you're right. Maybe those are all three <laughs> things that we learned and we did. So just as we have learned these other skill sets, if we apply that same commitment and that same compassion to ourselves, Remember, it took us 12 years to get to get through grade school. We are able to pick up and learn these things. And, and that's what we need, man. And we're, we are the highest form of creation. And we're able to speak that life back into yeah. us. You know, for me in my in my life, one of the first people that spoke that life into me mm -hmm. was someone at my workplace, actually. Mm -hmm. And I can remember I was... Man, I must have been, I don't know. I was in my early 20s. I was pregnant with Amir. And I met this, this, I think she was a director at the time. But anyways, the point is I met this director and um, I saw her and I was like, wow, she's fairly young. Mm. She's in her 30s at the time. She also had twins and she was finishing her master's. And as I started to get to know her and work with her more, she was always like, inspired me. She was mm. like, Elena, you could do what I'm doing. Yeah. And for me, for a long time, I accepted the agreement that being a mom, being a wife was supposed to fulfill me, even though it wasn't. But I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? That is not fulfilling me. And why didn't and, it fulfill you? And you know, it didn't fulfill me because I always knew I wanted more for myself. Exactly. It's not what you want. I didn't have my separate identity Yeah. because I'm still a mom. I'm not a wife. I will be a wife soon. <laughs> I'm still a mom, exactly. but that's not my, it, it wasn't my. And listen, um, that don't mean she's taking applications. So don't keep blowing up her damn social media <laughs> and all this goddamn shit. Cause we're going to have to outsource that. Y'all just need to take a chill no. pill. She already got the guy. Is already happening. You'll see the wedding coming out. So y'all need to just chillax. We'll, we'll have a whole episode on exactly. that. Anyways, but so back to this person. So she. I'm just trying to really, look out for you there. No, I, I, I <laughs> believe me. It's very valid and true. But this person inspired me and showed me and believed in me before mm. I really even believed in myself. Yes. She saw it in me. And because I looked up to her, Ooh. I accepted her mm -hmm. view of me. Wow. 
because I held her on such a high pedestal yeah. that yeah. I was like, wow, she's a director. Wow. She has her master's degree. Well, yeah. At this time I didn't have any, edu- I think yeah. I had my high school diploma. Yeah. You know, I was like, wow, this person that has the degree that has, you know, is young has it. She's also a mom. She's also a wife. She, but she, it was more than that. She was so smart. And so I was like, this person thinks I can be like her. Yeah. And yeah. in that moment, I accepted that I could be just yeah. like her. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I hear her, you know what I hear that being said as mm-hmm. she was your condition breaker. Yeah. She literally walked in and guys, we literally were yeah. talking about this is you literally can look over your life and I don't care where you find yourself. Literally, if you're finding yourself in a homeless shelter, I would be more than happy to help you find in your life where there have been angels that oh, have been yeah. sent to guide you. For sure. And that's exactly what this person was. For sure. She saw something inside of yourself that you had yet to be. You see, we have physical eyes. That had then yet we to have, tap into because it was already It was over. That's what I was going right. to say. So you have physical eyes and we that's what we tend to perform our belief system on. Right. We don't see it physically. And then you have your GPS, your internal GPS, your inner spirit. Your inner spirit said, oh my God. I am her. Yeah. Just time hasn't caught up yet. Yeah. And she said, Oh my God, that was me. I'm just a little bit more earlier than right. she is because right. she is where I was. Right. And, you know, learning through the story with uh, the one that you just shared, obviously you guys, now you're exactly where she was. Mm-hmm. And five years ago, she was where you were. Yeah. You know, I mean, positional. And I see it over my life too. Yeah. And again, if anyone tells me that this is voodoo shit, that's okay. What? <laughs> if anyone says that any of this is voodoo, we don't have to talk about emotions that our 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 inner spirit. Oh, doesn't I literally attract. thought you were talking like black magic. I'm like, no. what? Because no. listen, that's a whole nother. Well, listen, people believe that. Yeah. Well, so well like, I'm just saying, if anyone thinks that this, let me let me rephrase that. If anyone thinks that this is far fetched, right? I want you to take a moment and reflect over your life. Every single time that you desired better. Perhaps it was a car. Maybe it was as simple as you wanted a freaking new washer or dryer. And I want you to reflect on times that the universe brought that to you. Because one thing I want to point out in Elena that is no different than anyone else. There are times in your life that you literally attract. She attracted that angel. If she was not ready for to hear those words, it would have passed her by like a book of bricks. Right. But the reason why that seed, the Bible says the reason why the seed is able to be planted in fertile ground is because you raked it. Yeah. You pulled out all the weeds, you fertilized it. Perhaps there was no sun. Perhaps there was no sky. Right. Perhaps it was all dark and gloomy. Right. But you said, I see a farm full of a great harvest right. and I know what my life can be like. Right. And yeah. that was all because Miss K broke that belief. She saw something in yes. you that you were not able to see yeah, just yet. She did. And that's okay. She did. And I, you know, the other thing I want to, I want to talk about too, because in, in exactly that same time period exactly. where I had this person mm-hmm. that was like, Hey, everything I did, you can do. I also had people in my life that were like, you're never going to do that. Exactly. So, and this goes back to our relationships. I'll, I'll use a ve- literally same time span. I had a family member that I was extremely close with. And I remember having a phone conversation with her one time and saying like, I really think I'm getting divorced. I had enough. I'm getting divorced. And she told me, well, what would you do if you get divorced? Like, what would you even do? And I was like, I want to go back to school. I want to further my career. I want to, I want to be my, I want to find out who I am. And her response was, you're not going to do that. People say they go back to school and they don't go back to school. Mm. 
And I was like, then it's created doubt in myself. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it really that I, again, am too yeah. much? Like yeah. I'm asking for too much. Yeah. Is this not even about the fact that, you know, I, I want to go back to school. Girl, Can I even go back to school? Th this is a good episode because what you just described is, 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 is this is what I heard was there is a point in our lives where we're able to draw those boundaries. Right. But again, I would encourage anyone to evaluate how are these relationships serving me? Obviously that relationship was not serving you quite well, my friend. Because if it was, it was up, hold on, I know. Extremely, I was going to say, it, it, although it was not serving me, I didn't see that at the time. In that moment? What do you well, mean? I didn't see that in the relationship. Oh, no, because, no. Well, I just want to add context. Go ahead. Because sometimes it's so, we think people love us, right? And listen, I'm not suggesting they don't. They do. But people love us in the capacity that they're able to love. Themselves. Exactly. So if your capacity to love yourself, let's say it's 10%, right? Let's go out of 100 because that's the easiest way. If your capacity to love yourself is 10% and your dreams and your goals and everything adds up to that 10%, you're never going to give me more than 10 because mm -hmm. you can't give yourself more than 10. Correct. Right. And so for a long time, this is the other. Hold on, hold on. You got to stop there for a okay. second because <laughs> that's like barely, that's like borderline another episode. But it's, it's beautiful because again, this is going to continue to help us heal collectively as people and ourselves is the fact that it goes back to our last episode. Everything is always a reflection of self. And it's and, not personal. Well, that's what I, that's the point I was trying to make earlier is there is a point in your journey where you're able to have those relationships mm -hmm. if you choose to, mm -hmm. but you're no longer a sponge, meaning you're no longer believing the conditional beliefs that other people believe because now you walked in your power. An example would be many people have told me, dude, you're going to walk away from a corporate job in order to pursue your own passion and purpose. I no longer have doubt in my mind. I'm like, absolutely. Yes. Okay. And the reason why is, is because it's no long, there's no longer, because remember a, a, a conditional belief is only a thought that continues to reform inside one's mind, mm -hmm. right? So then that literally becomes your law, your Bible. Right. So perhaps, again, I'm not telling anybody what to do. What I would encourage them to do is, how is that relationship serving you? Are they speaking life into you? Because if they're not speaking life, I can guarantee you they're not speaking life to themselves. But at this moment of the journey, you're not here to save everyone else. You're here to save yourself. So maybe that's a, maybe that's a relationship that you have to place boundaries on. I've had to learn that some of my dreams, I only talk with two or three people. So do you, do you believe in your personal journey yeah. and keep, cause work is very easy to disconnect from, yes. right? I mean, I, I, I don't, there is very few people that I've ever met at work where I feel like, wow, this is, if I ever left this workplace, yeah. I would see you outside. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Um, do you think it's easier to separate that, sever that relationship because it was work? Or do you think because I have, like, there's people that are like, I will never end my relationship with my mom. I will never end my relationship with my aunt. I, I will never end my relationship with any family member. Um, I don't believe that. So if I was having a conversation with somebody, I would ask, why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. 
And again, if it's coming from a place of why, I mean, I just have to honor my mom because that's who I am and that's what I was taught and that's what I did. Okay, then they're subconsciously still operating from a belief. Now, if they say, you know what, I went to, I, I really meditated and I journaled two or three days, maybe months on this, and this is what I found within my heart, then they're no longer operating from a conditional belief. Now they're operating from a conscious belief. But again, I would love to see a situation where that person hasn't placed a boundary. Because if you really want to heal, you either say, have to suffer you or you say, have to place yep. a boundary. And say. that boundary has to be, folks, with all the love in your heart, I will never run my tank dry at the expense of others. And that's the easiest way. And the, when, to be honest, I wouldn't even go that far. Well... Well, yeah, that's a good point. Run my tank. I mean, listen, a car can go a long time before it's that's, empty. That's a good point. That's a very <laughs> no. good point. That's a very good point. Because, you know, in the star card, in the tarot deck, there's two, there's the ladies pouring naked, mm -hmm. which, you know, is a little joke between us. And then so so there's two and there's one large pond and then there's another stream that she's pouring into mm -hmm. in both bases. Mm -hmm. And when I read the card, my spirit said, you used to operate out of the stream for yourself and give everybody else the pond, meaning the big lake. And now you will operate out of the lake but you gave and give the, the rest small... the stream. Okay. So meaning I understood intuitively, mm -hmm. I will never give more to someone else than I'm willing to give, give myself. to myself. And maybe that's, maybe that's a more beautiful way to say Powerful. it. So thank you for that, for that reminder. And that's a very good point. Shit, we're not running anything right. We're overflowing. No. What Oprah says is what's inside the cup is for me. And what overflows, which is in the Bible, exactly. is for others. Exactly. And guess what, folks? You ever been in a pool in Florida? You don't put water in that sucker in a couple of days. It starts to run dry. And that's the same thing with our spiritual mind, with our spiritual self. And that's another thing I want to say. We also make these agreements. Again, when you read these four agreement books, you can read it in, mul in multiple dimensions, but it's very important. I'm big on this fact is that we are holistic beings. We have a mind, body, and spirit, mm -hmm. and we're not trying to fly away because we're not trying to fly away from our problems, but we need to understand how powerful we are. We need to understand that if you're facing a dilemma, it's because everything and every resource that you carry is within you in order to overcome that. And most importantly is that we make agreements consciously and subconsciously. And the ones that are made subconsciously, we shouldn't even feel one guilt about, even though we do. And that's okay. So how do we, how, how did you place boundaries? Because first of all, I think you do an evaluation, right? I think you, I think for me anyways, I did an evaluation. No, I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, so it's been a long way. I think I did an evaluation. Like, how do I even start? Right. For me, I was like, okay, you're a friend that I don't have that much of a relationship with, I can just go ahead and cut you out. Right. We're done. Um, a good example is my ex-husband. I had to keep some form of communication because we shared two children together. I couldn't just be like, you're out. So a boundary that I did with him because the relationship was so toxic mm -hmm. and it was constant, like fighting, arguing, or, I mean, it was just a mess that I was like, all right, we're reverting to email for communication. Yeah. And it sounds like email, but it is so true because think about it these days where you do like the text messaging, like it's instant. People just, they think they have all kinds of access to mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you don't get this access to me anymore. Excuse me. You don't get this access to me anymore that you once had. Yeah. Um, but when you go to write an email and compose an email, it's, it, 
you think about that yeah. email. It takes more effort. Yes. Yeah. It takes more intention. It's like, man, I got to go to my mailbox. Or it's okay. Mm-hmm. I got to compose. Okay. I got to. It, and it's like instant messaging or picking up the phone and ranting and raving to someone that's man, you can do that all day. So a big boundary that I placed with him that it worked for us. And I'll tell you for literally a year, it was email only. Yep. Yep. So how do we, but again, so I had to evaluate what relationships do I, do I need to maintain either because and not, you know, it was the ex-husband I had to, because of my kids, what relationships can I say you're completely out? What relationships do I say? Let me attempt to put boundaries on these mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or not attempt. Let me put boundaries yeah, yeah. and let's see if that other person is able to respect them yeah. or not. Yeah. Like, how do you, how did you navigate that? How did you decide what boundaries you needed? Oh, well, girl, that's a tough question <laughs> because. So I think. For me specifically, because I am drawn to help people for a very long time, I carried a lot of people on my back. Mm-hmm. A lot. So, and what does that mean? You felt responsible for other people. I felt responsible for other people's well-being. Okay. I felt responsible to the point where perhaps somebody was going to lose their job. I literally would probably cover their mortgage and, until they found a read. So job. you felt financially responsible for. I felt emotionally, felt emotionally, financially. Okay. I felt like if I didn't hear from people, I had to reach out to them. If not, they would think that I didn't love them. And again, guys, we can stay on a surface level, which I never operate from, at least when I'm doing this type of work, because it's never really going to solve the issue. Right. All that came from my childhood, which came from abandonment. Right. right. Felt like I had to show up in a certain way in order to receive love, in order to receive affection, attention, et cetera. Right. But to answer your question, when I really started questioning what I'm sharing today, which is, okay, dude, we understand that was the belief of your grandmother. We understand that was a belief of your mom. I can see that now. But how the fuck has that been serving you? Well, shit, man. I was 350 pounds. I was, you know, passed out on the, on the couch. I was fucking dying. I saved myself. But you know what I realized, Elena, during my healing journey is, yes, all these relationships were so toxic, but it was the biggest mirror of the relationship that I had within. Because another principle that Abraham pushes a lot is when you fix the inward, you automatically start fixing the outward. And I can tell you, so so we can see it from two perspectives. So the first one is some you have to manually physically, because we are rulers of our lives. And again, the Bible talks about dominion and power. So we have dominion and power over our lives, which we don't believe as human as humanity, but that's okay. Secondly is you'll start to see as you continue to heal. I started seeing where people wouldn't even return texts, where people would reach out to me and some, some reason or way I wouldn't even respond to the text. Yeah. Mind you, those people that know me, I normally try to get back to stuff right away because I felt like I had to perform. Well, I had I to respond. I they naturally fell off. Energetically, they yeah. will, for yeah. sure. So to your point, how did I do it? There was some that I had to be like, okay, this is literally like drinking poison. I got to let this go. And this is another hurtful one. It was very hard to work through is literally 95% of my friendships and relationships. The moment I said, I'm going to let go of this rope to see if anybody even cares to reach out. It was probably months before those people that I would almost text on a weekly basis would ever reach out back. Wow. And furthermore, the dialogue that they would enter into 
was even more interesting because if I didn't hear from somebody that I love for weeks and months, my first question would not be, Hey, what's up? Right. My first question would be, Hey, I haven't heard from you. You haven't been your bubbly self. What's going on? Do you want to meet you halfway for lunch? But again, that's, that's the way I treat people. Right. And I realize I have a beautiful table and we get to choose who sits at the beautiful table. And again, for me, it was very triggering to work through that because I was taught in the Christian home that in order to be Christ-like, you have to be a doormat. And I denounce and I don't believe in that at all because I believe in exactly what Jesus Christ said. Treat your neighbor and love thy neighbor the way thy loves themselves. Right. And if you don't love yourself, my friend, and some of the ways some people treat themselves, shit, I don't even want to live in your block. You know, I, I'm going to quote Tupac and I'm not even quite shadowed. Uh-oh. <laughs> Get the rap out. He's going to break out of blood. <laughs> do not quote me exactly. But exactly. he says something to the effect of just because I ended a relationship with you does not mean I don't want to see you eat. Yeah. You can still eat, just not at my table. Yes. Meaning I don't want anything. I don't wish anything bad upon anyone. There's a lot of relationships that were once main heartfelt loving relationships based upon who I was at that point in my life. That's right. And for that, I respect, I honor it, but I also had to let it go. That's right. And that never means that I wish you bad. Yeah. I always, I I would never put that on anybody. Yeah. Right. Cause really you're putting it on yourself. I would never, but I will. So I will agree with Tupac and say, I want you to eat. I want you to thrive. I want you to live life. I want you to do you, but it just can't be around me. Yeah. 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 And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. We got to honor that. Yep. And again, it's a beautiful reminder as we wrap up today's episode that no matter where you face, no matter what you face, no matter where you find yourself, that this situation you can handle. And as slowly this is a slow process. We simply take our power back day by day, decision by decision. Right. I'm going to, can I say this really quick? We're running out of time, but do you know, there actually, is no, there's exactly. No I'm like, we own this shit. What there the is no time. Anyways, do you know, let me tell you how deep the subconscious runs. Let me remind runs. the physical Andrew that the time is an illusion. Thank you. Do you know how deep this subconscious runs. I'm going to give you an example. I was going to say, so, we're not done because I so, have a question. Okay. Well, we can continue. So I was molested by multiple people, as I said, in one of my episodes. Mm-hmm. And one of them happened to be a female, which happened to be a family member and my stepsister. And that being said, she used to feed me after molesting me. And I never realized wow. my correlation with food was literally me seeking love. And then when the sex was no longer a symbol of love, it became food. And when food became the resemble of love, I would chase food thinking that it would fulfill the void and the hurt that was within me. Now, if you asked Andrew Morales five years ago, did I ever think that story was true? I would say, fuck you, you're crazy. Get the fuck out of my face. But now going through that night of soul, going through that pain, facing it and realizing that it was never mine to pick up, and what happened to me, I was the victim. Right. It's like, wow. I was gonna Again, now I get to ask myself, do you really need food or do you need love? And I realized in that moment, food was love. Right. 
it was survival ship. It was a coping mechanism coping? in that mo- moment. But that is a belief or a thought that we oh, continuously wow. think, and it is subconsciously running in our mind. And that's a deep one. And I hope it doesn't trigger anyone. But the fact that as simple as that, you know, oh, you want to hear another one? So I asked myself the other day, this literally just happened in the last week or two, because, you know, I've always chased money, always money, always money, right? Well, money chases me. So I don't know. Well, about that. in my, in my survival ship, money, money, you, you forgot those days, but you were there too. <laughs> that being said, the, it's been a long time, dude, you know, when I asked my spirit, why my inner spirit is just my inner self. Why did I ask my, I mean, I said, why, why have you always chased money, Andrew? And dude, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was every time I used to go visit my grandma, she would pay me. Wow. And I resembled money is tied to love, attention, and that's what I need to get in order to get that same thing out of life. Now, do you think she paid you because she thought that you wouldn't come visit her if she didn't pay you? Or do you think that was her way of showing, literally showing love? Well, well... Okay. So my personal opinion is it's never, I, so I always try to look at how I experienced it because you can't correct the seven or eight year old that experienced what he experienced. Cause at that point you're questioning, you're gaslighting him, which is what our parents did our entire lives, right? You're feeling lonely and you don't feel lonely. Go watch TV. That's gaslighting. If somebody's telling you, hey, I feel lonely, they're li- especially a child. They're little, and you see that in your son, right? How innocent he is with you, how he tells you, mommy, I want to wear this and I don't care mm-hmm. because there is no, I don't care what other people think because he's never been taught that. Right. So going back to this, I think if you want to know why I think she did it, I think she did it because that resembled freedom to her because she came from Cuba and she thought that was love. Because literally that's why they came to the United States was to give love to their children. I think the point that I'm trying to get to is not so much of, I guess, Uh (laughs) I think it's more so how do we, how do you navigate and, and, and show up to those relationships where you felt unseen? Well, from, from a place of now. Well, from a place would, of that. I would say now. There's two different places. Version of yourself, right? So well, I, I would say now, how do you show up in those relationships? So it's very interesting you ask this because my grandmother is not doing well physically, which we share the same we grandmother. Share the, I was exactly. say, we share the same grandmother. And, um, and but I want to add context to that. You grew up with yes, our grandmother. Intimately. Yes. Not just grew up. We lived yes. in the same house for yes. at least five, eight yes. years. Yes. I, um, I did not. Always a point of contact no. throughout the years. Right. Moved in and out of the house. Right. Grandmother used to give me the attention that I never, I never got from my mother. My dad was absent, et cetera. So there's, that's what I'm saying. And again, if you want to stay on a surface level, not you, but the general public, that's okay. But a lot of these behaviors really have nothing to do with the surface stuff. It has everything to do with symbolically, emotionally, what it meant to us. Because we're emotional beings. We just don't, we haven't honored that yet. Right. And we're getting there. So when we speak about grandma, I've had to ask myself, dude, how are you going to um, process that loss? And honestly, what's interesting, meaning when she, when she passes loss. away. Okay, okay. And so I'm just tying them together. And now... I just see that, well, okay, so my truth is, is I think she fully fulfilled her purpose. 
And again, I think that's a whole other conversation. Fully fulfilled her purpose to what? Evolution. Okay. Like she brought to the family exactly okay. what her soul signed up for. Okay. Which was bringing the family to evolution. Mm -hmm. What we do with that and what our souls do with that, that's a different story. Okay. But in regards to my mother, to my grandmother, how do I see that person to understand that really it was never about me? Honestly, with all due respect, she's passing away and she still has never seen herself. So why would I expect her to see me? Now, what I'm learning now, to be completely honest and vulnerable, is the fact of where are my boundaries? Right. Because the one thing that I never honored was that I was a victim by some of these people. And secondly, I can't deny those experiences. Yeah. And I can't deny the emotional residue that we may carry. And again, I believe symbolically that the universe will reinforce these beliefs inside of you. Meaning I read a post from the uh, um, holistic, holistic. Psych psychologist where she's been in this work 14 years, PhD psychologist, the whole nine years just wrote a beautiful book on how to do the work. You should check it out if you're interested. And even she gets triggered of course. to the point where she may leave, you know, if you've been through some of these emotions, you understand that sometimes you tap literally out of your physical body because it can't handle the right. emotion the that's trauma. being caused, the trauma, right. the emotional charge. So when I, again, I see these as signs from the universe saying, dude, honor your heart, right. honor yourself, honor right. your boundary, right. honor, honor what's going to make you feel safe. And to our point that we continue to bring to the table is who are you in, who are you in this present moment today? Maybe you can go on vacation with someone maybe tomorrow maybe there's a change in temperature and that's okay right because again if that was not okay then let's work through that belief who taught you it was not okay right because somebody symbolically told you you have to be a picture perfect person of yourself your entire life or your entire days whatever the story is and i think the, the beautiful thing that i heard also is wait that, can i recap on that sure so in short how do i interact with those people by feeling safe listening to my body and placing boundaries because I'm no longer willing to share space with those I don't honor and share space with me. Now, and does I, that mean you physically remove yourself from those relationships? It could be. It could be. L listen, this is another point. So I really believe that everybody has different forms, different levels of trauma. And I really believe that some of the stuff you can't work through by yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you really need some help with coaching healing, there's holistic healing, there's traditional healing, there's there's healing that's covered, you know, psychological healing that's covered by insurances. You should do that because Absolutely. both of us have obtained those Absolutely. services. And some of the things that Absolutely. I'm trying to push on my uh, social media is just like we have normalized you taking headache medicine right. and just like we've normalized you going to get a cavity filled right. with a dentist right. at the dentistry, we should normalize emotional wounds. Of we course. should more normalize emotional healing. Right. And per, but look, look, can I say it? The reason why we don't do it is because capitalism. The moment they start healing some of that, the money goes away. Because now you have less people in the hospital. Now you have more people being nice to each other. Now we can't blame it on all these devastations that happen around the world. Because really, we're all seeking to be heard. Right. We're all seeking Validation. for love. We're all seeking to reconnect. Right with that inner guide or that inner right. spirit that we have within ourselves. Right. And we don't realize that the biggest deviation from that internal GPS is somebody else's belief that's been, been imposed on your life. Right. I, I, so for, <laughs> I heard that you 
you know, I think an interesting piece to that, and I, I know I went through this in my own experiences with my family members, mm. is like that act of forgiveness. Yes. Really? So, I, like as we said, I didn't grow up with our shared grandmother. Mm. I grew up really a lot more with my father's mother. Yeah. And for a long time, I didn't understand. So, like, my grandmother had a very... I would say harsh life Mm. from my perspective. My grandmother experienced abuse, physical, emotional, very hard life. And I could never understand why someone who experienced that didn't encourage me to be more. And for a long time, that built up resentment for me. I'm like, you know what it feels like to not be heard. Why would you tell me to be quiet? You know what it feels like for somebody to violate you. Why would you put me in a position to be violated and then tell me to be quiet about Mm -hmm, it? mm -hmm. And so that resentment and that buildup for, I mean, I'm using my grandmother, but it was more than just her. But I I use her as an example because I had to deal with, it's really hard because I loved her so much, right? And I'm like, but I can't deny that there was that resentment there. And I never, you know, I grew up in a family where it's like, you don't, you don't tell your grandmother that I could never have that open conversation with my grandmother. And when I got to a place of where I was able to heal myself and forgive my grandmother for for not being what I realized is just what you said, Mm. she could not even show up and, and defend and empower herself. How could she ever empower me? And that with that understanding, I was able to offer her grace. Yeah, yeah. And I was able to see her not as my grandmother, but as a woman. Yeah. As a woman whose own needs were not even being met. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And she loved me and showed up for me as as best as she was able to. That's right. And it was not about me. Oh, but you know, so everything you said is a thousand percent true. And I try to do that on the early part of my healing. Mm-hmm. And what I realized later on was it was emotionally bypassing all the anger and all the hurt I had worked through. Oh, listen, so the I key to you, the key that you said was you were able to honor right. your feeling. And I would tell anyone, I'm not saying go and, you know, break windows and go beat people's faces. What I'm saying is no, you gotta be honor what you're feeling. And again, some of this stuff guys is so, first of all, it's real. Second of all, it is so, it can be so overwhelming that maybe you need help with it. Yeah. And folks, last time I checked, none of us put on our own cast. None of us perform our own surgeries. None of us pull out our own teeth and that's okay. And that's okay. And no matter how you feel, lastly, you have to feel the anger and the pain, the resentment, whatever comes, you have to feel that if you ever, ever want to move forward. Of course. There's no bypassing. There's no way around it. You have to go through it. Bypassing is suppressing and suppression has gotten us to where we are. I was having a conversation with a family member the other day. We had lunch together and it's not a family member immediate. It's like, three, four times over. But anyways, the point is we were having lunch because I'm going to tell you the story. And you're like, why didn't you know this? Because they were not an immediate family member. Anyways. So during the context of the conversation, she's like, I want to share my story with you. I'm like, sure, go ahead. Share your story with me. And she's telling me this story, which 
I don't, I'm not going to tell her personal business, but it was totally horrific. Mm -hmm. And she told it to me, like she was telling me about the weather. And I was like, I need to stop you right here because you're literally explaining to me trauma after trauma after trauma. And you're so disconnected from the trauma that you're smiling while you're telling me it. You need to be mad. People failed you. You need to get angry about Mm -hmm. that. Why are you so disconnected that you are literally smiling while Mm -hmm. you're telling me all this horrific information? And I realized in that moment, someone had that same conversation with me at one time. Yeah. Yeah. We're always an angel in disguise. Yes. And I remember sharing my story with someone and they looked at me and they were like, why the hell aren't you pissed? Why aren't you pissed the fuck off? And I I remember it was a situation I was dealing with my ex-husband and I was like, oh, he just does these things. And they were like, no, he doesn't just do these things. Enough is enough. At what point do you say you're not going to frigging treat me like this anymore? Enough is enough. It's not okay. It's not acceptable. I do not accept you as you are now. No, it's not good enough. For sure. For sure. And then forgiving ourselves because for so long, we did say it was good enough. Whether you literally said that or you just went along with it, you give the subconscious message that this is okay. Yeah. They say, well, you, uh, what you tolerate, you must allow and what you allow, you must tolerate. Yeah. But again, they don't teach us that. So do we, are we, are we, uh, you know, we raise where we're like, Hey, we can control our environments. Can we control everything? Absolutely not. No. But everything is a beautiful opportunity to look within, but to find out. Control and peace within yourself. For sure. What happens externally no longer affects you and not correct. the ways it used to. Correct. Correct. It, listen, it's, it's all a hundred percent real, yeah. honest, and it's something that we may not physically be able to see or touch, but Last time I checked, none of us really use that as a requirement when we connect to Wi-Fi's. <laughs> so we should connect within. And again, guys, this message is merely for those people that know that there's more out of life. Right. This message is really for those people that understand that you were sent here with a calling. You were sent here with a purpose and that your entire life you've been playing small. Right. And that was a hard pill to swallow for me. And maybe it might take days, weeks, months, years for you to swallow that pill. But don't cut yourself short because there's still time. There's still a beautiful life to live. And I think it's really important to understand that even when you accept it, that doesn't mean you're always going to accept it. Yeah. One of, one of the things that I tell myself almost every single second is it's okay. For you to think that way because mm-hmm. you didn't have an option. Right. But in this beautiful moment, now that you're aware, right. mindfulness, you have an option. Does that serve you? Right. And dude, I'm telling you, it's literally like to the point where it's like, there's like less resistance because it's like, we were making decisions. We just weren't making the right decisions. Right. We weren't making the ones that really Aligned we wanted. The ones that we, we, it's everything else that we thought everybody else wanted, right. right? I mean, in my case. So that being said, when you start asking yourself, in fact, a lot of, a lot of um, gurus say at least 12 months, ask yourself, if someone, if, if I fully loved myself, I would, whatever you're contemplating on, 
And again, what is that? What is that belief doing for you, man? Is that right. bringing you peace? Is it making you best, right. a better version of yourself? Is it bringing you whole, uh, wholeness, love, peace, right. whatever, whatever you're seeking out of life? Right. Maybe if somebody's seeking something different, right. that's fine. Is it bringing you that? No, right. then it's probably not any working in your favor. So I, so for me, a big thing, cause I'm like, man, we just dumped a whole bunch on you. Where do we even start? What I encourage everyone to do is, and I, and I, and I take this from two places. The first one is when you're looking at our, our producer's going to kill me. He's like, you've hidden this mic. <laughs> what I, what I encourage you to do is first of all, if you take it back to every relationship is a reflection of yourself, identify your earliest core wound that you can remember. Yeah. Identify who you were at that time. For me, I was a five-year-old girl and write a letter to that little girl. But again, little girl for me, I don't, you know, boy, girl, whatever. Maybe you were an adult when you're, you're in herself. I have no idea. Oh. The point is identify your earliest wound and write a letter. What would you tell that little girl as yourself right now? And what you tell her will, or him or her, will really open your eyes as to how you hold value to yourself. Meaning, if you say you should have done this, you, I'll use myself. I was molested when I was five years old with my grandfather. If I would have taken the approach of you shouldn't have let him do that to you, you shouldn't have, you know, no. The truth of the matter is I was a five-year-old girl. He was a, I don't know, 40, who knows? The point is he was a grown man. There's no way a five-year-old can overpower somebody, an adult, right? It's completely impossible. And second of all, the child is never responsible. It's always the adult. But do you view that child with compassion or do you still hold guilt? So that'll really give you a clear view of your perception of yourself. Okay. Whatever trauma you came to. My second recommendation would be after you identify that now identify what type of relationships you want to have in your life, how you want the, cause now we already know everything we don't have. We don't want, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so make a list of what you do want. I actually just did this in regards to a love romantic relationship. Because I'm like, man, what kind of relationship do I even want? Actually, someone asked me and I'm like, I've never been asked that question before, but it forced me to identify exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. I knew what I didn't want. And the thing is, when you harbor on what you don't want, the universe knows no difference in vibration. So if you harbor on, you know, I don't want to be cheated on. I have trust issues, man. You're going to attract a cheater who has trust issues. No. What we're going to put out into the world, I want to equal give and take. I want love. What does love mean to you? Well, it means excitement. It means romance. It means, you know, um, diversity. I, I want to know your perception on stuff. I want to have conversation. I want to be, I want to feel safe. And so make a list of everything you do want, because we're going to start to change the way you view yourself and stop putting our energy towards what we're lacking and start putting it towards what you have and what you're calling in. Because it's really the power. You're literally saying, I'm taking my power back and I'm no longer accepting everything else 
from now on, this is what I want. And once you're able to identify that, you can hold those relationships accountable to that level. For sure. What would be your advice? No, I said it earlier. And honestly, I don't remember all the walkthroughs, but I think, I think between both of our recommendations, I believe it's a beautiful way. And, and, and I would also encourage anyone listening, don't beat yourself up. Don't go sure. and think you got to change your life all tomorrow because that's not the way it works. You didn't build your life overnight and you can't change overnight. I think these are beautiful suggestions. And the easiest way to ease vibration is maybe it's true, maybe it's not true. These are beautiful suggestions on both of our parts of how to continue finding ourselves. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, folks, if you live in a mansion or you live under a bridge, if you don't have inner peace and you don't have inner healing, it's worth nothing. Right. And that's a beautiful reminder that our outer doesn't have to match the inner and right. the inner does always match the outer because that's the way we attune right. with life. So right. beautiful work. Beautiful. And, I, and I also want to add a context to when I speak about my trauma, you have to understand that this is 10 plus years of therapy. This is 10 plus years of healing. So mm -hmm. if you're looking and you're like, wow, she's like, she doesn't, there's, there was times where I couldn't even speak about what happened to me, right? I literally could not even articulate it. So I'm able to do that now and show up now empowered in my power. This took a long time to be this person. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a beautiful next episode. Like for another day is ways we keep ourselves safe. Yeah. Because that's a way of us keeping ourselves safe. Our, right. our throat chakra gets blocked. We're not able to speak the truth. And again, guys, when you come to write that letter, if something minimal comes up, honor that. Yeah. Because what happens is we've been suppressing that for 20, 30, 40 years. Right. And then we, it's like us going up to a child and saying, hey, tell me what's wrong with you. Right. Sometimes it takes love, nourishment, saying, hey, I know I've left you. I'm going to be with you. I know those people hurt you. It wasn't your right. fault. And again, war walking through those and, conditions. And I would also say if you're overcome with conditions. emotion, mm -hmm. that is okay. Yeah. You may you may start to write that letter and realize like, I can't even deal with this. I've stopped midway many times. Yes. And that's fine. When I first started meditating, I could barely sit on the floor and just sit there. Right. Look at the wall, look at the sky, look at something. Right. You know, and, and, and the only reason why I even say that is because that just shows you that I couldn't even sit in space or silence. Right. And what that really means is I couldn't sit with myself because I needed a distraction from self, which is a whole nother topic yeah. uh, that we'll be adding here shortly. But yeah, it was beautiful. Any final comments? No, I think this was a, I love what we're doing here. I yeah. love the diversity even yeah. between us that we have. I mean, this is, I'm so blessed to be a part of this project and, and share with you in hopes that it allows you to shine your light and be who you are because who you are. I, I always, always say this, who you are right now is good enough and you are deserving of everything it is that you want. So you mean I don't have to change? You don't mean I have to heal? You don't mean I have to lose 10 more pounds in order to be okay with that? No. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have to change one motherfucking goddamn thing. And that's what this exactly. world and globe has convinced us. Exactly. Is you need one more thing in your body. You need one more injection. You need one more product on Amazon. 
And it's going to get you to a place of self-fulfillment and self-love. Right. And folks, we're and, here to tell you. And it happens you, like that too. And if it doesn't happen like that, there's something wrong with you. Exactly. And just keep adding on the makeup and keep adding on the cover-up because, right. you know, eventually you'll get there. And again, if you're there, as I was at one time, that's okay. And I might be there tomorrow and that's okay because right. there is no perfection. All we want to do is fall in love with ourselves and understand why we are the way we are. Exactly. And ultimately remind ourselves that it was never our fault. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at I am Andrew Morales. What's yours, girl? Do you know? I feel like it's Elena two or three underscores. I have no Praise idea. Praise the Lord and then, Jesus. And then Zarzuela. So I don't know. Find me on there somewhere. All right. Or the easiest <laughs> thing to do is evolving combos podcast yeah, we'll on Instagram, ourselves. Facebook. Yeah. We're starting to take uh, TikTok and all that great stuff. Also, if today's message was of any benefit, we all have friends, family members, maybe yes. somebody that we know is hurting. And guys, I love looking at someone. And even though they say they're doing great, you know, vibrationally, physically, that they're not doing great. This is an opportunity for us to be a light and to give that love Ooh. to someone else. So share, subscribe, like, and uh, my biggest prayer is that we continue to attract those people that want more yes. and that ultimately know in the deepest part of their being that they deserve more out of this thing we call life. Which by the way is all of us. Yes. We send you love, peace, and joy. Namaste. Thank you so much for joining us.